This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgages, Terry Kernan. Hey folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I'm Darren Ahern with REMAX Results, bringing you over 20 years experience in the Maryland and PA region. And I also have with me the man, the myth, the legend, the guy from, well, the wingman from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. Hey man, how we doing? Great, how are you? All right, another day in paradise, as we like to say in our world, right? Yeah, the weather's, uh, it's it's been a little chilly, but it's been also sunny, which is a good thing. Yeah, you got some new eyeglasses there, spectacles? Yep. They look new. Yep. Costco. Ah, Costco. Huh? They're cheaters. I oh, get them at Costco. you went to Costco and got the blue light special over there. Yeah, I go through cheaters <laughs> or, or readers, whatever. I call them cheaters. Uh, readers, cheaters, and all of them. I go through them like I go through cashews. You know? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're all over them. They look good. They look good. And they got a haircut and everything. Got a Me haircut. Too. I'm feeling good. Everything's great. <clears throat> we're back in. We're feeling like spring market and all that. Let's do numbers real quick. Active Homes 271. Again, we just cannot get over 300, it seems like, whatsoever. So, resale homes, 152. Um, the average time market, 22 days is the median, okay? So, the average is a little bit higher, but the median, take out the low, low, like the ones that just came on. And we're getting about um, about nine homes a day, eight, nine, ten a day is the, kind of the flow of the market right now. So, what that does is it just takes out those ones and the newest ones because those just hit the market and then we take out the top top percent of those that have been on the market for like a year which absolutely screws up the data so it makes it a lot more accurate which i like rather than the average and we talked about that a little bit before and that's why we do the median same with the prices median price as well on the uh, resales 517 500 is the average right now okay for a single family so that's kind of like whoa we're above that 500 again and it's um probably about almost the highest we've ever seen really new construction 123 71 of those are single family homes with an average price terry i can't believe it's 798 we are almost touching on a record breaker for a single family home brand new build in Frederick County, and we did break a record for a townhouse this month now at 513000 for a townhouse. Wow. Yeah, so we beat that. And that is new That's construction, just to make sure that everybody yeah, realizes. Yeah, new construction is just take your breath away. And uh, last place I was just at was over rent quarter, and um, I was surprised. I saw all the sheets and all the stuff. I took clients over there to see it that are coming from Montgomery County, and um last week or two and it was pretty daunting to see you know the brand new single families at eight eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars and the townhouses like you said these being in the five hundred thousand range is just unbelievable and then you put the taxes at nine thousand a year on top of it and now you're really having fun hello long island huh that's it coming soon 45 that's come up a little bit from last week um under contracts 428 189 new 239 resales with the average time of the resales is 21 days. Um, sold in the last 30 days, 166. That's the killer. That is the, every number you've said, I'm like, okay, that's, you know, the, yeah. you use it. Yeah. 166 is about half yeah. of where it was uh, four months ago. Yeah, yeah. So we've Three hit the ago. lowest right now, end of January, end of February, we hit the low, low. Resales, um, yeah, 145. 
and I think there were like 19 or 18 brand new ones or so in medium price. Um, on the resales was 450. Single family homes was 541. Townhouses 401. With average time of 26 days, sold the list price ratio 100.3. It went up a little bit, and that's simply because it's gotten a lot busier, I think, in the last um, month, obviously, and buyers, you know, starting to come back into the market. So bidding wars again, left and right, and we'll talk about that, and that's what we're seeing there. Land, 62 lots for sale. Haven't done this in a while. Okay. 62 lots for sale. Um, uh, the average breakdown is all over the map, but the average... Um, you know, like building lot out there, like an acre or two. That's that's basically running in a hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand dollar range for a building lot right now, that we're pretty much seeing. You know, um, if you start getting into farms, I saw all kinds of data. I was really studying it. I was really getting intrigued by some of the data, and it's just amazing. But farms, you know, you're like seventy five, eighty five hundred dollars a square foot, depending on. I'm sorry, per acre, depending on where you're at and located and everything. But the thing that got me, Terry was the uh, 307 average days on the market for a piece of land. So I'll tell you, land is just, the only thing I can think of is there again, the impact fees, the septic, and the well. By the time you do those those three things, you're almost at $80,000. And then to build a house, Terry, I'm seeing mid-range is uh, $190, $200 a square foot. Who are you seeing that from? That's basically like Oliver Holmes, some of these other builders and such, yeah. not so much like Mark Lancaster and others. But as a whole, to get a really nice house, you're going to be paying 190 to 200 dollars a square foot as an average almost. You can probably do it a little bit cheaper, and obviously you can go higher. You can get up to 225, 250, but 180, 190, 200 dollars square feet. That's pretty much what we're looking at, you know, as far as new builds. And by the time you do the lot and you pay everything and all that. You know, it used to be, Terry, I think if you remember, you know, we did the Shoals family. We helped them on the five-acre lot. They were able to get in, I think, with a lot and everything. We were definitely under $600,000, but now, now, to be able to do that same house today, you're going to be at, like, seven fifty. Yeah, yeah, and and that's what we've seen. So what we're kind of seeing is that the, um, the cost of construction mm-hmm. from the builder's I haven't seen it dip at all. Okay. You mean the construction cost? Yeah, we have. Yeah, the, the, I get the what you price mean. that the price that John Smith is getting from the builder from ABC Builder. Yep. I haven't seen that number come down as far as square footage. What I am feeling is is that some of the numbers that we're seeing that although inflation is still intact, we're we're seeing that the cost of goods. Yeah. have come down, especially in the construction side. So the builder, the building industry is still in great demand. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they two things I think is happening, and I could be wrong, but two things I think is happening is one is the builder demand is still high, so they don't have to lower the cost. Okay? Yeah, right. They don't have to pass on that cost. Number two is most of these builders, when COVID hit, and inflation hit and this transitory inflation came in and bumped, you know, lumber uh, four times what it was or three times what it was. A lot of these builders held true to their contract, held true to their word, and they didn't make money on these homes and they actually lost money on the homes. So so I don't think we are at a point where the builders are 
hurting for business to where we're going to see that number of 180 to 200. And that is a very good number. Yeah. Uh, I've seen them as high as 300. <laughs> I've had a couple builders say, um, take the square footage and times it by 250 and add in, um, you know, whatever options you want. And I'm like, whoa, that's an incredible. And it's all over the map. Yeah. So if you're building, make sure that the builder you're working with you know, let's say you go with a builder that's offering you 250 a square foot, and you say, "Wow, that's awful high." And I'm trying to build a 2,700 square foot home at $250 a square foot. That's $675,000. That's a lot. I got a guy that's going to offer me 150 a square foot at the same $2,700, and that's only going to cost me 405. Who am I going to go with? Yeah. The, yeah. the answer should be the person that's going to build the house, the person that's going to build it on time, the person that's not going to, you know, go after you with change order after change order after change order, adding things back in. So, so if you're talking to a builder that has a much lower price, there's a reason Yeah, definitely. for that. Yep. And you just have to be very cautious. I mean, I've been working with builders um tremendous amount of my business is from builders uh the builder convention is actually next week this is the first time in almost 25 years uh that i have not gone out to either vegas or orlando uh, i'm gonna miss it um but uh so when you're dealing with the build uh it's good that we're talking about the 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 lands and the lots and the builds make sure that the numbers are doable that's it Okay. Absolutely. All so, right. Let's sorry to interject, no, no, but that was, that was I've just been seeing a wide see range. A it is. Wide, it's really crazy. Range. And so give us a call. We'll be able to help you with all that good stuff and info on it. All right, Terry, let's get into interest rates. What in the world? Where are we today? Up, up, up. Yeah, where? How bad up? <laughs> so we're over 7%. Okay? okay. So it's all relative. If I offered you 7.25% in October, you would have you would have jumped on it. And you would have said that's the greatest rate, you know. Yeah. Because we were at eight and a quarter percent, you know, a week earlier. Today we're at seven and a quarter, and just three weeks ago we were at about six and a quarter, six and a half. Yeah. So we've seen a big jump in the rates. What caused it? Let me review real quickly. Jobs, jobs, jobs. The jobs number was double. It was three fifty versus one seventy five. It was double. Okay. So. We're going to get into the next jobs report. That's going to come the first week in March, and that's going to be a big number. That's going to set a trend. Here's what I'm worried about, okay? Everybody had factored in that they were going to cut rates in March. And when I say they, I'm talking about the Federal Reserve coming in and cutting the prime rate. Right now, prime is at 8.5. That's a high number. Yeah. Primes at eight and a half percent. Okay, that is the prime lending rate. So let's take a look at if they come in and cut the prime lending rate, or if they cut prime, it's going to drop it down only in a quarter to eight and a quarter. Mm -hmm. Does that make a big difference in anybody's life? Absolutely not. What it does do is it signals more cuts on the way. Right. It signals a direction that we're going to start going in, and that is cuts. With all the news that has come out, with the CPI and the PPI that came out, all talks of cutting in March disappeared, and that we had already baked in to our rates. You often hear me say we bake news in mm -hmm. three, four weeks ahead of time. 
So when it does happen, don't worry. Your rate's already been affected. So we kind of baked in that rates were going to get a cut, if not in March, probably in May. Well, now with all this stuff, there's rumblings that we might not even get a cut in March or May. We might not get a cut in 2024, but we actually may have to see another increase in rates. Ooh. Now, is the increase going to kill anybody? Nope, nope. It's not going to hurt anybody, but it's going to create a sense yeah. of panic where our rates are going to go back up. We're at seven and a quarter now. They're going to go back up to seven and a half, seven and three quarters. You and I talk about that 8% being that strong, yep. that strong ceiling threshold. threshold that's going to shut the market down. I have seen a tremendous amount of uh, activity in the last, this week, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the last three days, I've had uh, seven new clients. Two weeks ago, I was saying, yeah, I'm getting about one a day. I'm getting about one in the morning, one in the afternoon. I was on the phone with somebody getting at busy. 10 o'clock last night. Yep. They were submitting an offer. So, so the demand is out there. I had... Um, uh, a realtor, uh, one of our LOs, was competing on a deal uh, in Baltimore County. And the realtor sends back, and I have not confirmed this. Mm -hmm. So this is... Um, Brand new, fresh off the press. I have not confirmed this. But when you hear this, you'll be like, no possible way. Okay. So I, I've reached out to the realtor, the listing agent, but have not gotten a call back. But I want to see if this is the deal. In Baltimore County, there was a home. Okay, decent price range, three fifty range, and the agent wrote back uh, and said, uh, "Unfortunately, we did not get the house. There were two hundred and forty-two showings and sixty-three <laughs> offers." <laughs> Somebody priced. So that I have not confirmed that. Way I'm, too good. I <laughs> right. got it. Send me that one. Wow. So I, I'm doing my research, and I'm going to follow up. But you can't make this um, up. No. Imagine. And and that's oh, what, yeah. Imagine if that is true. Um, so that's crazier than during COVID. Then so I so if that is true, yeah, I want to meet the winner. Yeah, I do too. I want to have dinner with them. I'll uh, buy them uh, dinner. I'll what buy them did a drink. you do? That's it. And yeah, it's it's going to have to be astounding. So that's amazing. So, so that's kind of what I'm seeing is 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 there's talks about even a rate hike, small, 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 small chance. But the biggest talk is that there will be no rate hikes until the third, fourth quarter, if at all this year, mm -hmm. based on the numbers coming in. And that's going to cause some concern. And people are not, in my opinion, they're not going to put their house on the market until rates start coming down because yep. they're not going to jump into a 7.5% rate when they've got 3% from three years ago yep no doubt so, about it based on what you had shared i got a place coming up here in frederick um over three thousand square feet five bed two and a half bath on tuscarora creek beautiful view it's a farmland in the back it's awesome there's no other homes going to be built back there for probably a really long time because i'm almost sure that farm is in ag preservation and all that fun stuff and so here's the deal though 
Um, instead of telling them you can get around 675 or 700, we might as well take that puppy to a million. If this is Baltimore County thing, this is this is the trend that's on the way. <laughs> right. We may want to maybe go up a little higher instead of having 50 showings, have 20. And no, definitely, I had um, some people coming in out of Miami, and they're going to be moving in the area and preview to Home and Warmer's Mill. I'm getting ready to do another one. And it was it was the same thing. They they had they had like ten offers on the property and everything, and and um, so the house was great shape and all that. But here's my point: is what I'm starting to think about is, is logically you go okay. Well, the the roof is original. It's going to need replaced next few years, and the HVAC or this and that, and it's level. You know whether it's got a little bit of a flood zone or this and anything negative, and it's almost as if we're entering back in a time frame. You start to go well. Normally or typically, we would see, you know, you make a, you can't get eight hundred and fifty thousand, but the roof's going to be thirty thousand. So you might as well bring that down a little bit, and you might as well bring it down for this little bit or this or that, and the date, dated bathroom or kitchen or whatever. And then all of a sudden, you land at something that makes sense because your competition, your neighbor, they've done all that stuff. So you can't get the same amount of money that they've done all these things like that because buyers are going to sniff that out, right? Yeah. And they know what they have to put into it, and they don't have a lot of money to do so, especially when you're paying nearly $800,000 for a single-family home in our era. So my point would be I'm starting to, like, it's causing all of us to really take pause and to really evaluate further a lot of these um, a lot of these items. So let's get into the buyer side. We'll, um, we're going to talk about this because... Um, just got, you're working with two, two of our buyers that I have that you're doing the loans for them now. And so the strategy on that is this, what we want to talk about is the information and knowledge is everything when it comes to writing offers and coming in and making sure out of whatever <laughs> 63 offers, if you're going to be the winning racehorse, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say, we got to go back to like, okay, letter of intent to purchase one page, that's it. And whichever letter of intent, and I'm good with that, by the way, with other agents, instead of blowing 55 pages on fire and taking an hour and a half or two hours of time, I've told agents many a times, I'm good with a one-page letter of intent. I really am. Because I'm in this game, too, and I understand time is valuable, and we're starting to put in 10 and 12-hour days back-to-back uh, in the spring market easily. So here's the thing, um, Terry, I wanted to talk about is what type of loan is best for the property. Now, the first step you do, obviously, is you qualify the buyer, right? You qualify them. You qualify their job, how long they've been there, what are other factors that... Tell everybody out there, what are the things that you do as a lender to qualify them? And then we're going to talk about how do we qualify the property to match and see does what the plan of action look like for what they can do with a loan. Does that match that? So I'll give you an example. Uh, uh, This past Tuesday, uh, I got a phone call. I was in my car driving. I was coming back from my main office. And it was a young lady. And she said, um, I was told to call you. Uh, I'm putting an offer in on a house here in the next uh, couple hours. Okay. And I yeah, need, we do that to you, by the way. Yeah, and I need grant money, and I need to get pre-qualified, and I need a letter. And I said, okay, good. Let let's go over everything. So I so I talked to her about the four main areas: credit, income, job stability, funds to go to closing. No matter whether you're buying your fifth house for $2.7 million or your first house for $260,000, I'm going to cover the same four areas. Does it matter if you have 
bad credit, but you make a lot of money? Absolutely it matters. Does it matter if you're self-employed and you show no money, but you have lots and lots of cash? Absolutely that matters. We have to have a strength in all four areas. If you don't have a strength in those four areas, then it's then I've got to figure out where you can qual- come in at, what you can qualify for, and and the best way to go about doing it. So when somebody calls to get pre-qualified, you know, the first question she had is, can you just get me a letter? I'll tell you my credit score. I'll tell you what I make. And I said, no, I can't. I can't do that because I'm going to call that listing agent and I'm going to be an advocate for your loan. Right. And my reputation's hanging in the balance when I give the recommendation to, to choose your contract. So, no, I can't just write you a letter. Okay. So she respected that and she said, okay. So I sent her the app. She, she did it in five minutes. This whole process, we were done qualifying her, her in an hour from the time I picked up the phone Nice. and she uploaded everything. She had talked to other uh, loan officers. They didn't have the grant money that, that the federal home Atlanta grant. She is a school teacher getting her $15,000. She's 23 years old. Wow. Buying a condo, uh, Montgomery County or PG County. Um, So we put in the offer at 6 o'clock last night, wound up not getting it, Um, but that's okay. The point is, is you need to get qualified. You need to take a look. You just can't say, you know, uh, yeah, can I just get a letter? Here's my credentials. Uh, a good loan officer is going to do exactly what I do, and that's make sure that you're qualified, make sure that the letter means something, follow up with the listing agent, and basically be an advocate for the loan. I've sat at many settlement tables where the listing agent will sit across and say, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the phone call that Terry gave me. Yep. So that's very, very important. That's good. All right. So so once you qualify the person, our job, you let me know and you're like, look, based on credit, this, that, and we don't know the numbers, but you just simply say, hey, um, they're qualified enough. They can do conventional loan or FHA loan or here's what they got to do. And then all of a sudden, as I start searching, looking at properties, that in my mind is the key thing that starts to go, okay, the, the particular kind of home that, that they're going to be able to, to be able to buy the property condition is a really big deal. We've touched on that before. If it's conventional, you know, we're not worried about as much with safety issues or broken windows or peeling, chipping paint, handrail issues that more than three steps and all these other fine things that are out there. So we start looking at that. Um, so what about changing up how much cash to work with? Now, this is our strategy thing. So once you know the property, the loan type, and everything like that, we have a situation now. We, we went in. And they were between the fence line of like, okay, we can do 3% down conventional or 5% down. Uh-oh, what if we get closing help? We're going we're gonna to try to get it. By the way, extremely difficult to get. But there was two other offers, and I thought, well, sounded like pretty reasonable what we were offering, the terms and conditions and all things considered. What's the worst can happen? They won't go for that or, you know, the other edge will let me know. So that changes it up, Terry. Talk a little bit about that. How do you know whether it's best to, with a person's position, a buyer's position with cash, if it's better to, with the grant money, if they qualify or not, then stepping down to getting closing cost money. And now we start talking, at what point is it best to switch up things and to put less or more money down or get buy down money 
or all those things. I know that's a lot I gave you, but this becomes very integral with strategy about how do we really know with buyers, which, how do you know which to adjust? So you, I'm the expert, mm-hmm. okay? I'm not going to ask the borrower their recommendation on what they think. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take all the information and I'm going to come up with a plan. And I'm going to say, okay, based on what we have to deal with, this is what I recommend, okay? If so, so situation that I had last night was the um, – the buyer was offering, the seller's offering 3% in closing cost help. They're ready to move on from the, the home. And basically, the borrower said, well, um, can I get that money back? Or what would it take to, you know, buy my rate down? Okay. Okay, yep. So what we're talking about is we're going to do a 2-1 buy down. We're going to take that seller money because... Uh, in listening to what they said, their biggest concern was coming out of their comfort zone with monthly payment. Yep. So what we talked about was taking what the seller is going to give us, and we're going to buy the rate down. It's going to save them $450 a month in the first year. Remember the temporary buy-down, yep. 2-1 buy-down? Rate's going to be 6.75 years 3 through 30, but it'll be... the first year, 5.75 the second year, $400 difference first year, $200 difference second year. Uh, By by year three, they'll have, will have refinanced. So it's all about figuring out what is best for that borrower, okay? It's like a snow, you know, everybody says snowflakes. There are no two exact snowflakes in the world. There really aren't two exact deals out there because everybody's, need is different. As an LO, you've got to listen like you do. As a realtor, you got to listen to their wants, their needs, and you got to figure that out. So every deal is different. Every deal is going to require figuring out what's most important to them. If rate is most important, let's figure out how we can get the rate the lowest. Let's look at doing a 2-1 buy down. Mm-hmm. Let's doing this. You know, some people, uh, they don't care. They just want the house. Then you, you know, but most people look at two things. How much money's coming out of my pocket yep. and what's my monthly payment? Right. They really don't care about rate. Okay? Yeah. So yeah. that's it. So every situation is different. Yeah, you, you really have to analyze it as if this is a um, you got to come up with a game plan. Yep. And as we end things up with one more minute, Terry, you had shared with me about, you know, the thing that we're dealing with now a little bit with some of these buyers coming in, first time buyers. There's always that one, like wear shorts in five degrees weather and it's snowing outside and they yep. go to school in, remember? Yep. That's the, that's yep. the buyer that says to us, can I get less on the price? Can I get closing help? Can I get buy down money? Can I get this? Can I get that from the seller? They're looking for a deal when it's a full blown seller's market in 30 seconds. How would you respond to that buyer? Uh, if you're going to have multiple offers, I highly recommend that you don't go for the closing cost help. I highly recommend you don't go below the sales price unless it's warranted. But you got to listen to your realtor. It's it's you can't be the tail that's wagging the dog. You have to let the realtor. You have to let the lender basically come up with a plan if you want to win. If you just want to go around and look yeah. at houses and submit contracts, by all means, stay in charge, do what you want, 
do what you listen to. But my highest recommendation is listen to the experts, come up with a plan, get serious, and attack. This is a game. This is a winner-take-all. Yeah, it is a winner-take-all. Winner-take-all. This is 62 offers. I want to meet that winner. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful weekend out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're here each and every week. Submit your questions online um, on my website and all that as well. I have a landing page for that. And also on here for Facebook Live and 301-694-9363. All our information's here at the end. And make sure you guys contact our Community Title Network for any questions you have about title work and all that. They have been a great help. And Connie Phillips over at Connie Phillips Insurance here in Frederick. So take care. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. It's Meg Goller with Community Title Network. Experience close to home. Community Title Network is the most trusted title and settlement partner for real estate professionals, buyers, and sellers. Our team is comprised of the most skilled and experienced underwriters in our region to ensure your rights are secured as an owner or as a lender. We combine that with our skilled and experienced attorneys, settlement agents, and processing staff who ensure a smooth closing experience. Our Frederick office is conveniently located along Carroll Creek in downtown Frederick. For your next settlement, give Community Title Network a call. We're at 301-304-6620. At Community Title Network, we challenge the norm. Where good is the benchmark for many, we aim for greatness. Hello, this is Terry Kernan with Presidential Bank Mortgage in downtown Frederick. And the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301 639 or you can always email me at tkernan at presidential.com. And this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at darrenahern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.